Hey, it's Leslie from Andersons of West Hills on the No Reserve podcast, and I'm here with my partner in crime. Jason Anderson with Denworks.com. Good to see you guys again. What episode is this? Four. Episode four. Yeah. I never thought we would do episode one. (laughs) I know. I know, and now we're on episode four. And we should disclose that, of course, Stanley's sleeping and then our black cat felix is in here with us too yeah and i think uh stanley you know usually you hear him panting or snoring uh i don't know if i can't see him right now he might have a cpap machine on or something he needs one he he yeah he's quietly sleeping at the moment but i don't see a cpap the goofy thing about him sometimes is so weird like um there's been times where he's gotten you know, he goes to bed like 9, 30, 10, and then he, um, there's been times when we're up, we've eaten breakfast, we've already went outside, fed the donkeys and cows, whatever, and he rolls about out of bed at like 11 in the, in the afternoon. Yeah, it's so true, <laughs> especially if you're not home, like, if you get out the door to the shop early, because sometimes you spend the morning inside answering emails, making phone calls before you head out to the yeah. shop, and... If you're already out the door for the day and he doesn't hear you around, he won't wake up. Really? Yeah. He does nothing. He's, well, we all know he's super depressed if you're not here. He doesn't eat. Yeah. Yeah. He has no life if Jason's not around. He doesn't eat because you guys don't put the gravy in the food. True. You guys just give him the dry food. I always ask him to put the gravy because sometimes I make him little special mixes, put a little broth. Cheesecake. <laughs> should we, should we talk about that? Actually, like you're putting organic chicken yes. broth or beef broth, organic. and we buy that at the store for our cooking. And then I'll look in the pantry, and it's almost all gone. And it's because you've given Stanley the organic broth. Right, that's true. <laughs> I mean, he likes it. He likes it. He's he's healthy. I mean, like one time I mixed in there fruity pebbles, and if you guys didn't really realize, realize it, it's gluten free. It's true. So I'm watching out for his health. Yeah. Yeah, you're a good, good pet owner. But he is kind of like a celebrity, too. I was telling you that because he really does honestly sleep until noon sometimes. Or he stays in the house, especially when it's cold outside. But then when you need him outside for photos or videos Mm -hmm. or whatever, you come call him. He dutifully goes out. Right. Takes the headshots, right. the videos, and then he comes back in so yeah. he can have his gravy. It is, <laughs> it's funny, yeah, he's like just on cue. It's like he gets, he poses himself up and uh, kind of looks off in the distance sometimes when we're taking the pictures, you know, kind of like those t-shirts that you'd have. You'd see someone's face on a t-shirt yeah. or hang on your wall from the 70s and then in the background it shows him looking the other way, you know, just kind of gazing in the, he's so funny when he takes pictures and um, especially the cars. It's just kind of fun. And every time we, I get a car, he thinks we're going for a ride. And right. It's not until recently that he um, has gotten to go on rides mm-hmm. in cars. So it's it's kind of fun uh, for him, for sure. Because it's, it's like kind of his first car ride. Like he's know? never been anywhere. No. Before. Um, I was going to say, oh, I don't know. Yesterday, I don't know if you saw it. You probably didn't. But on um, Anderson's of West Hills Instagram, yeah, on the story, I took a video because I was out detailing my car, 
and you were gone and he was just sitting there like the most depressed I brought him outside with me and he was sitting like in the most depressed state you ever could be so I took a video of me walking up to him oh that's funny yeah and he's just sitting there so Maybe he thought you were using the wrong scrub brush or something. He probably did. <laughs> and I did I did put um, the God That Failed uh, lyrics from Metallica. Because oh. that's how he feels every time you leave. Right. That's funny. <laughs> and he might have been depressed too because you don't have running boards on your car. So he couldn't like get the idea that his even have the chance that he thought he was going to get in. So he was probably depressed about that. True. Yeah. Yeah. Very that's true. Funny. He does have low clearance. Yeah. So... Thinking of first rides and stuff like that for him, uh, I was, we were thinking about this, we were talking about it, and we've talked about it in the past before, but uh, I think we want to talk about like our first cars, mm-hmm. car experiences, first cars we, we ever bought, mm-hmm. um, kind of sounds kind of fun. And what, so what was yours? Yeah, so I think it's important to note, first of all, before we talk about our first cars and our car history, um, that I, my first job was at McDonald's in high school and I worked with a bunch of my friends. It was really fun. And I promoted up to crew chief in high school. So I think that's just really relevant. I was super proud of that. Like crew chief, yes, shot caller. I was just going to mention shot caller, like, you know, cheese on 12. Yeah. Cheese all. Yeah. I mean... You had power. I had so much power at McDonald's. And I really felt that in my heart. And I loved that job so much. And when I started working, I I really did truly like working. Um, It was a great thing for me. And so I had saved up some money from my first paychecks working. How much did you make an hour then? I don't remember how much I made when I first started. But I do know that when I promoted to crew chief, it was five thirty-five an hour. Okay, perfect. Big dollars. Yes. <laughs> Big dollars. So I had saved up some money for my first few paychecks. And basically, my parents had been taking me to and from mm-hmm. work. And um, <clears throat> then I had enough money for a car. And then I got my driver's license kind of all right at the same time. So... I, $800, bought me a 1985 Ford Escort, mm-hmm. two-door. Nice. Mm-hmm. And it was tan with tan interior. And I feel like it kind of had not really, I mean, I guess it was kind of a plaid seat, but it had sheepskin seat covers okay, on it because nice. the interior was messed up a little bit. What color were the seat covers? Like, were they? They were like that, like that, just tan sheepskin. Okay. So it kind of matched. It kind of matched. Yeah, okay. And I don't remember how many miles it had on it, but it was uh, a manual transmission. And I had barely driven any manual transmissions before I got the car. So I truly learned how to drive a manual out on the roads nice. with my driver's license. Was it a four-speed or five? It was know. a four-speed. Okay. It's funny, too, when you say that, like, 1985, I'm like, man, that was an old car, but actually, that was probably, what, 1990? 19... Maybe, when you were 16 or so? Yeah, yeah, it was probably 1990. So it was only five years old and $800. Mm-hmm. That's actually crazy. Crazy. Yeah. I like the... I actually like the Escort. 
they're kind of an interesting car. I actually looked at a new Escort, like an 87, where they had more of the flat kind of headlights, and you had kind of the sunk-in ones like Saabs or something like that. So they were cool. They were cool. That was a cool car. It was a cool Did, car. What kind of wheels was it on it? Like, uh, I don't remember what kind of wheels were on it. Probably just whatever stock wheels it had, because I just remember it had the sheepskin yeah. seat covers on it, and... I I don't know if this is unusual or not, but I, I think because I bought the car with my own money and I just always liked cars. My dad was a Chevy guy. He never really had too many cars to speak of. He had a Chevy truck. I don't remember what year yeah. his was. Do you? Was, 60. Oh, was yeah. It, it was an it, old 66 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Long box. It, that was, I mean, it was kind of more his functional truck. He always mm-hmm. liked cars. And I always had an interest. Like, I always knew what different cars were. I knew which cars I liked, which cars I didn't like. And so I don't know if that's unusual for a girl, maybe. Um, So by the time I got this car, I loved it. And I loved the freedom of being able to drive. So I'd be out washing it every weekend. I took really good care of it. And I did make two really important improvements that any 16-year-old would make to a car. Mm -hmm. I got six by nine speakers installed. Nice. What brand? Um, definitely not Pioneer. What were some of the cheap brands? Like Craco, if you guys remember Craco, and I feel like Sparkomatic. No, I feel like they might have been Craco. Okay. When you said that, that sounds familiar. So they were yeah, definitely <laughs> probably whatever was forty nine dollars. But right. the only thing that mattered was they were six by nine speakers because I've always loved listening to music in cars. Still do. Yeah. And I also oh I guess I did three things to it, the speakers, and then I put on a steering wheel cover. Nice. Did it myself? Threaded the thing. It was oh, one of those one black of those ones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, not like the. The ones that you see in the store now, they kind of slip over with no, no. string. But you actually did the, the string. Threaded the whole thing up myself. And I went to the parts store myself. You know, right. it wasn't even like I went to my dad and said, hey, dad, I want to put this steering wheel cover on. I just did it myself because right. I was like, that would look really cool. Did you cool. do the lean in at the counter? like The parts counter lean? Yeah. I didn't know about it then. But if I go to the parts store now, I do. Oh, yeah. Of course. Nice. We'll have to do that when we go with the Gambler car and um, see if you could get that down. Yeah. I'd like to see that. I think I could do it. I've learned a thing or two over the years. And then the other thing I did, remember those, um, the windshield wipers that kind of, they were kind of like, sometimes they'd come in colors. Right. And stuff that was super popular back then. And they kind of... They were kind of big, like they were yeah. plastic, but they kind of had some... Did they have little fins on them? Some little yeah. fin things? Were they fluorescent? Because that was popular. No. Hyper-color stuff. I put black ones on okay. because, you know, I'm a little subdued. I think I probably wanted to do fluorescent. Yeah. Um, But I I went with black, and I was really proud of oh, those. Yeah. I would have put black on, too. I would have been the same, same way. Because I kind of like it to look stock. But not, you know, mm-hmm. even though that's not stock. Yeah. So those were my improvements to the car. And then I drove that for a couple of years. But I think your first car story is really funny. Yeah. <laughs> because it, it was 
an interesting car. So right. tell yeah. us about that. So my first car, well, what I wanted, what I really wanted was a little MG or something like that, little two-seater thing. And because my neighbor across the street, um, I lived in this trailer park area. And Leslie loves when I talk about trailer park. Things. Love but it. I, I have a lot of good memories and up there, but I hate it at the same time. And it's funny because we just took a tour through it the other, other day. Yes, we, we did. Dro- drove through there and I was naming off some of the cars. But they there was a, I wanted MG, but the neighbor across the street had a uh, Triumph TR4, like a 66 or something like that. And I always thought that was so cool. And so I tell tell my parents, yeah, I want to get an MG. And they're like telling me to save my money because they don't have the money. And so eventually what happened is, and I didn't even really, I got my license when I was 16, but I didn't really have a car yet. And so I would drive around their station wagon, the 1979, um, actually a 78 uh, Malibu Classic, which actually when Leslie met me, that's what I was dri- driving. And... Um, but that wasn't my car. So they had on the side of the house, and I hated it. I hated it so bad. The 1972 Ranchero Squire. <laughs> and the Squire is the one with the wood paneling down the side. And when my mom met my dad, he had that car. And he would pick me up at like games, drop me off at school. And I tell you what, he loved Dairy Queen. Because underneath the seats there was wrappers in the, I'd get in and instead of having floor mats, it was bags of, and cups for Dairy Queen. <laughs> it was unbelievable. So, oh, Andy. You know, I'd open the door and get out of school and then the wrappers would fall out. I mean, it was like, I was just such a hit, you know, showing up. So, it was so embarrassing. But I hated that thing. Dark green metallic with the wood paneling. And the wood paneling was, you know, faded out. Of course. And he got it from work, kind of like at a little auction. Oh, good, Stanley's woken up. He's he's moved six feet in front of the fireplace yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> good morning, Stan. <laughs> and his feet are dragging. So on the side of the on the door, you can see where it said Lebec and Sons. <laughs> <laughs> and they got married in that car, too. But it was like faded off, yes, right? Yeah, it was faded off. But because Lebec and Sons was on there, the wood grain was a little better. So we're driving around with that car. That was like <laughs> the car. And so anyways, my parents said, I woke up for Christmas and uh, there was no MG. But like three months later, they're like, we're going to give you that car. And I'm like, oh my God. Are you serious? And did it run? No. Oh, I didn't think so. Oh, geez. And it was a 351 Cleveland, in it, which I thought learned later is like, that's one of my favorite motors. Mm-hmm. And um, so... That was kind of the first car that is actually was the first car that I fixed up. My dad had these dreams. He was going to turn it into a four by four. And if you know my dad, that don't make no sense. And um, so he wanted to turn it into a four by four. So I, I get it. And I ended up, and it's kind of what I do now. You know, actually, it was kind of the, I don't know. I didn't know what I was going to be doing what I'm doing now when I did this, but. Um, I didn't like the green interior, so I converted it all to black. Um, we went to the junkyard and stuff like that. I had the seat reupholstered. Um, my dad, we put different wheels on it, so we couldn't afford the Kragers. So he find, found appliance mags, and so we put those on it, put some Grand M tires from Les Schwab on it. And it was kind of, my dad was pretty resourceful finding things, and 
he would get things, you know, like even when we had a move over here, my mom and dad move over here. It's like, why did you keep all this stuff? Like, I'm going to use it one day kind of thing. But he had found the wheels and stuff for me, but he had, was at the junkyard and he found a, uh, a GT hood for, you know, off of Torino or Ranchero for 1972. Mm -hmm. And I believe that hood scoop is the best hood scoop that Ford ever made. If you don't know what one look like, looks like, just get online and look. I love that hood scoop. Mm -hmm. And, and I made, ended up making it functional, but he found one at a junkyard and he's so witty and crafty. He goes, he goes to the junkyard and he already knows it's there because they had them piled up. And he asked the guy, um, at the counter, Hey, do you have any, these GT hoods? And the guy's like, no, he goes, we haven't seen one of those for a long time. And this was back in like 80, this is probably 86. And so he said, um, well, what if you had one? How much would it be? And the guy just kind of popped off 50 bucks. And so my dad's like, oh, okay. And so he walks out there, comes walking up with this hood. Someone must have helped him. But he is strong. Mm -hmm. That's a big hood, long. And he shows up and the guy's like, oh my God, I can't believe I found one. And... So anyways, we put that on the car. I took body, like auto body classes and stuff at a local community college and um, ended up actually doing some competition stuff and then ended up like walk, winning like Washington State Auto Body Championship thing and went to Wichita and competed there. But um, I took all the wood paneling off, which kind of sucks now because a fake Woody is like one of my favorite cars. But I took it all off, welded up all the holes, um, and primered it, but I never finished it. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I still drove, it was my daily driver for a while. So that was kind of the story. And one of the last things I did, I had the windows tinted and back in the eighties, it was so cool to put like stickers on, like, um, like water skiing stickers and stuff like that, which I never water skied, <laughs> you know, O'Neill. doesn't matter as long as you have the sticker. Right. But across the back window, I put the heartbeat. O-M-G. I never <laughs> knew this. In red. Oh, yeah. You have never told me that story. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I was, like, hot. I that was, hot. was super hot. <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah. That was that was my first car, and it was super fun. It was, it was That's hilarious. Fun. I don't think, I actually don't think I ever knew that story. No. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> so... Well, yeah. You want to put one on your car now? I might. It would match because you got red interior. Put that red thing going across the back there. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> might just put it right on the paint. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a great idea. Yeah. So, I mean, really, that was your first entry into fixing a car. It started because you hated it. Yeah, sure. And you just wanted it to look good. But then you saw the possibilities yeah, from your dad it. helping you and mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And then... Did you end up selling that one before you got something else, or did you buy something else first? I actually bought uh, a 65 Mustang Fastback. Which, okay, how cool is that? Like, when was yeah. that? Probably 80? That was like 88. So, senior in high school, driving a 65 Mustang Fastback. Yeah, and it had an AFX teardrop hood on it, and it was actually a, a real one, not like a repop or anything like that. It had the steel framing underneath of it. And it was really cool. And so stupid me, I hated it then mm -hmm. and sold it for $50. <laughs> the hood off it for $50. It was like, you know, now that hood's probably $1,500, $2,000 oh or something like that. So. 
That's crazy. But it wasn't really a neat car. Yeah. The, the fastback. And I, I've loved fastbacks my whole life. And one thing I was like noticing too, um, we were meant to be. Mm-hmm. We were meant to be. Why? Why not? What? You don't know why? No, I do know why. Oh. <laughs> but why are you thinking? <laughs> I'm thinking because we both started out with Fords. That's true. Yeah. That's Ford true. Ford Escort meets Ford Squire. Ford Squire. <laughs> and I really, I said my dad was a Chevy guy and he also worked at John Deere for all, basically all his career. He was a, a car mechanic for a little while early on, but then he worked at John Deere and became a service manager. And so he had very strong ties to John Deere and Chevy. Mm-hmm. And then you come along, and by that time, well, you always were a Ford guy. Yeah. And yeah. you would never no. step foot. Well, you would drive a John Deere, but you just prefer Kubota. Yeah. So I I just totally ditched all family ties to yeah. be with you. Yeah. But now, but I am a Ford person. Right. I've driven some Chevys through the years. Yeah. GMC is fine, yeah. but I will go with Ford. And we have a Kubota tractor, which yes. is amazing. So yeah. I I ditched everything for you. It was right. like Romeo and Juliet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, It's funny, too, because um, on that Mustang, I had, you know, so that was 30-something years ago, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 30 32, 33. I, I had kept the emblem off the side that said Mustang 2 plus 2. Mm-hmm. And I would kept that all this time. And, you know, in a cabinet, in a box. And I'm not going to talk about it too much now. We'll eventually talk about this yeah. emblem. But I pulled that emblem out <clears throat> this weekend, as you know. And I gave it to someone pretty special. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it kind of... <clears throat> It's kind of interesting because, well, for one, when you went out there to find that emblem, I think you were back to the house in about 10 minutes, which mm-hmm. is amazing. It was in a whole, I mean, like a whole bunch of boxes. So, and I kind of had an idea where I had a Mustang collection of like toys and mm-hmm. I kind of thought, God, I hope I can find that because we're leaving in 10 minutes. And we, yeah, like we have no time, but I, I would have waited until you found it, but that's just how you are. You're really sentimental about things mm-hmm. and that the fact that you kept that for all those years from that car um really is and we just we just have this whole story to tell like our whole marriage has been an adventure mm-hmm. but we have had some things happen that are almost unexplainable yeah but they were definitely for certain for certain supposed to happen. I have no question about it. And you know, we're believers, we're Christians. I have no I have no question that you know, we were meant to be together and just the way that our story has unfolded mm-hmm. and it is still unfolding over the years is proving that. And yeah. even right now it's just like the starting of the No Reserve podcast. Yeah the timing of us starting it and just talking about no reserve and we just want to be open and real and cars have always been a part of our story. They've always been woven in and 
you know, it is kind of funny to think about your first cars that you drove and stuff like that. But that is one of the things that connected us because I've always liked cars too. Mm. And as we talk about our story in future episodes, a Mustang fastback would enter our lives right. later right. and things like that. And so, um, yeah, and that's the only thing I have from that period of time at all is that emblem. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, it's a cool story that just happened over the weekend. So we'll pro- we'll tell more yeah. about it. And- and stuff here in future podcasts. I don't know when, but we will. Yeah, and and so all of this stuff is prior to us meeting. So we were in yes. high school. Jason grew up in Kennewick, Washington, so eastern Washington area. Um, I grew up mostly in Idaho, southern Idaho, Caldwell, which is near Boise. Um, and then there's lots of different chapters of my story, but... Basically, my family ended up in Chehalis, Washington, which is Western Washington. Um, So we didn't know each other at this time, but the the seeds were there for us to meet just a few years later, for sure. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So that's exciting. It is totally exciting. And yeah, it's kind of funny because... You think about a podcast, and I think on the first day you said, before we started, you said, what are we going to talk about? And then after we did the first episode, you said, oh, yeah, we have a lot to talk about. So that's kind of fun, too, because we're just sort of letting this story unfold. Mm -hmm. And then new chapters keep opening every single day. And, like, so today, it's Wednesday... When I woke up this morning, I didn't really know what I was going to do. Yeah. Because I was kind of. Yeah, we were both kind of just. I don't know. We were just kind of. Just. Yeah. I don't have the words. I don't either. But, anyways, so then we had our coffee and took Mason to school. And you have a bunch of stuff to get ready for auctions and stuff. And I just kind of need to be with you today and you need to be with me today. Right. And so I'm going to get to help him out with pictures and videos for some yeah, upcoming really options. Fun. That would be really, really fun, fun, actually. I don't think I've ever done that. Uh-uh. No, it'll be fun. Yeah. The, uh, it's, a, it's a fun time taking pictures and doing the videos. So. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> so I guess just before we go, maybe we'll just end our beginning car stories there. Mm-hmm. But then I did want to mention just a couple things um, that... The blog is back up and running, so we'll be posting some stuff. And then we have a Q&A on the Denworks Mm -hmm. website, too. So if you want to know anything, whether it's Denworks related, Jason related, Leslie related, whatever, our life, I don't know, about a cool car that Jason has or anything, ask us a question on there and um, we'll feature it on the blog. Um, and if you want to see some other questions, I've posted up a couple already. It is kind of interesting, especially if you're a car nut, just to see some of the things that Jason gets asked every day. Um, and I mean, it ranges in different types of questions. So definitely check out the blog. There's a link on denworks.com. And then, um, if you haven't subscribed to Denworks, great time to do it because we have some really fun stuff. We're working on our Gambler 500 Mm -hmm. project. So... 
I'm certain we'll do some blogging about that and probably YouTube videos and stuff. Yeah. Um, so you'll want to subscribe to Denworks so you don't miss out on that. And then you have appraisals. Yeah. Um. So second set of eyes. What's yeah. it worth? Kind of yeah. appraisal for thirty nine dollars. Yeah. Or just kind of help you buy something or something you see on an auction or you want to see if it's a scam or a good deal, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know. So and one of the one of the questions too, and don't you guys ask us this because we get asked all the time. Here's the number one. What's wrong with you guys? Right. We, we don't know. <laughs> we can't answer it because we don't know. Right. If we knew. <laughs> We would gladly tell you because this is no reserve, right. but we actually have no idea. Yeah. Um, and then just one other thing I wanted to mention on Andersons of Westhills.com. I just did an interview with Jason. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's a great interview. Um, so that's on Andersons of Westhills.com. Little little bit about Denworks and car history, but it is more focused on just who Jason is as a person and um, some stuff like that. So that just got posted this last weekend too. So take a look at that if you want to know a little bit more about him. Yeah. Hey, so I just wanted to thank you guys for listening. And hopefully our readership isn't um, too old. Because we might be talking about this for like 20 or 30 years on podcast. So hopefully we can get some younger people here. We don't even know who's listening, honestly. So, but... Um, we have a lot of stories to tell and new stories every day. So mm -hmm. thanks for listening and have a great day. Have a great Wednesday. Bye.